0: What is good guys? Welcome back. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in for the preview pod. We get a game tomorrow and beyond that, we got a playoff game tomorrow. And to make it all that much better, we have a rivalry playoff game. So this is fun. You know, like this is what it's all about is <clears throat> playoff football. So I'm excited. Um, as far as the game goes, it's it's going to be an interesting game, but I think we all at this point kind of know exactly what the formula is, you know. And it's it's the same formula that the Niners have basically shown that it's how they win, you know, when they when they stick to their formula, when they stick to their identity. <clears throat> This team is extremely powerful, extremely talented. They can go toe-to-toe with any team in the league, and they can dominate any team in the league when they are doing what they need to do and they are executing properly. It's usually just a matter of, um, you know, honestly, just like, hey, Jimmy turnovers, and how long does it take before your offense stalls or how long does it take your offense to get going? Because what we've seen is that this team at its best is unstoppable. And usually the only thing that can stop them is themselves. So can we, can we get into rhythm and can we maintain a rhythm and our identity for a full 60 minutes? <clears throat> Cause obviously we can do a quarter here, quarter there. We've seen it in a quarter. We've seen a half we still haven't seen 60 minutes of the Niners' best football. Um, but <clears throat> what we do know is we know what they're capable of. So, Green Bay. Green Bay. The weather forecast uh, looks fun. And by fun, I mean cold as fuck. <laughs> I think the weather report was something like 5. Um so yeah, it's always fun when the weather report is just like a single digit. <laughs> That's how you know it's really, really freaking cold. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, really cold. I uh, I actually went to uh, the St. Louis area with my girlfriend last year in February, and it was seven. Just, Just seven. So freezing is 32. It was seven. It's really cold. Um from what I've heard the wind it doesn't sound like wind is going to be a big thing it's not expected to be snowing or raining um if it's if it's just the cold I'm really not too concerned cold in and of itself isn't necessarily a crazy element um <clears throat> just because you know you can like layer up and make things work and that's what players do is they you know they put on their extra sleeves or they put on a layer and they drink, uh, they drink broth or uh, hot water and tea and they wear jackets and they have heaters on the sidelines. So the cold isn't really that much of a thing. Um, it's, it's more of just something that mentally you have to accept and just mentally kind of prepare for ahead of time. So the team already flew out. They practiced in the cold today. Uh, There's a picture of Nick Bosa who is taking a piss, which circulated around Twitter. So go figure. Packers fans are weird. They're like, hey, look at Niners taking a pee over there. Let's take a picture of him standing there and post it all over the interwebs. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, As far as the matchup, this game... I'm hoping that this looks a lot more like the 2019 playoff game that we played versus the game that we played earlier this year. And I'll say that I think it will. And I went back and I rewatched the Packers game. I also watched the game that the Browns played against the Packers. Um, Just kind of, you know, like get, get some thoughts on the game so the thing that I noticed when I was rewatching the Packers game, there's some things that are going to be similar and there's some things that are going to be different. Thank you. Uh, so as far as things that are going to be different, uh, the two, the biggest things, number one is the run game. We were not able to get the run game going at all in our week three matchup. I don't think that we had really committed to our run, committed to our run game. I don't think that we had figured out our run game identity. Uh, we didn't have any healthy running backs. Remember, we had Trey Sermon, the rookie, starting at running back that game. We didn't have Elijah Mitchell; he was hurt. Uh, I think Hasty was hurt even, so it was literally like Trey Sermon and Usechek. I think Usechek had a few carries. Uh, the other big thing is going to be Josh Norman. So in terms of that's on offense. Obviously the run game is a big thing. Uh, also on offense, Ayuk still hadn't caught the fire that he caught later on. Cause remember early on in the season, Ayuk is really struggling and he was quote unquote in the doghouse or whatever. And then he really broke out in the second half of the season. And he's been ex- so good over the last month or two. <clears throat> so, Having an upgrade at running back, that's going to be a big difference. Having an upgrade at wide receiver, that's going to be a difference. Also, we had Mohamed Sanu in this game, and I think Juwan Jennings has looked a lot better than Mohamed Sanu. So we're basically upgrading our number one running back, and we're upgrading uh, our two receivers. Debo Samuel didn't really have any carries in that game. I think he had like two end-arounds, whereas now we're typically giving him five to ten kind of running back type of carries. <clears throat> and again on defense, um big difference on de- defense is gonna be corner. Uh so Josh Norman uh started the game. It was Norman, Mosley, and Kowan Williams. And Norman got hurt during the game, so we had Dante Johnson in, and Diamador Lenore came in for a good amount of snaps. And Amory Thomas has been outplaying them. And also Mosley is back and he's playing extremely well. So we should have an upgrade at corner. Uh, so that's going to be good. Um, and we also didn't have Dre Greenlaw because remember he got hurt week one. So these teams are a bit different. Uh, we didn't have Charles Amenihu. Amenahue. Remember we traded for him mid-season. He's been productive as a pass rusher. I think he had one and a half sacks against the Cowboys. Arden Key has been really good along the interior. So as Eric Armstead, they were both playing defensive end at that time. <clears throat> uh, I think our defensive line is playing a lot better, and just overall, I think that their our team in general is playing a lot better, <clears throat> and uh, we've got some upgrades at some upgrades at key positions. So, again, you look at both sides of the ball. Um, obviously, the run game scheme is improved. Our running back is improved. Running back depth improved. Wide receivers improved. Um, on defense, defensive line, I think, is a unit, is improved. Uh, corners, we have an upgraded corner. And we have all three of our healthy linebackers versus just the two of them. I think... That was the game where Aziz kind of started to show up big time, was the Packers game. So, overall, our team is much healthier. Uh, I think we have better depth. And just overall, they are. Uh, we are a lot better now than we are versus the Week 3 matchup. Now, some things that are still going to be the same, uh, Green Bay is... Still a similar type of offense in terms of they like to run and they like to run to set up the pass. It's a similar type of offense. And Aaron Rodgers is still really, really, really good. Uh, They've still got Devontae Adams, who's still really, really, really good. Um, They're still going to have Jair Alexander. He's back after missing the majority of the season. So we did face him in week three. He got hurt a week or two after that, and he was out for the majority of the season. But he's back in. Uh, forgive the clearing of the throat. I'm still trying to clear the last bit of the Rona out. <laughs> um, and they will also be getting back a couple of their edge rushers. So I believe now they're going to have Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, I think just got activated. And they also have um Rashawn Gary, the kid that they drafted a couple of years ago in the first round. He's been developing. So, I would say Green Bay, I don't think that they're necessarily better at a whole lot of positions than when we played them earlier. Uh, their run defense is still ranked as a bottom five run defense. Uh, but they do have some they do have depth at pass rush now. And they're still a really good team. I mean, they were the one seed. They had a week off last week. <clears throat> so it's going to be difficult to obviously go into Green Bay and beat them. Um, but I, I think that we can do it. And I think that... I like this matchup because we know the formula. We know what works. We did it two years ago. Obviously, early this year, we didn't. But again, we've improved and we've committed to the identity And I still really like our matchups. Again, their weakness is stopping the run game. What is the Niners' strength? Running the ball. Um, One key matchup that I did make note of was Alex Mack versus Kenny Clark. So Alex Mack, when we faced them in week three, he did not have a good game. He but got beat quite a few times. And I don't know if you remember, but Kenny Clark, their nose tackle, he was a menace along the defensive interior. And the way that he was beating Alex Mack, and then the way that they were putting six people on the line and just setting an extra wide edge uh, to stop the outside run game, they essentially shut down our run game Uh, For the majority of that game, I think that Trey Sermon only had like 30 or 40 yards on 10 attempts. So he was only averaging about three yards a carry that game. And overall, it just didn't work. Now, I will say that I'm not too concerned about that anymore because we've been facing five and six man fronts and stacked boxes, you know, seven, eight man boxes pretty much all season. And the run game has been really good. And Elijah Mitchell is a lot better than Trey Sermon. Uh, Just at this point in their careers, Elijah Mitchell looks really good. Uh, Our run game is clicking. And even though we struggled last week, I think that Alex Mack is going to be, I think Alex Mack is going to be probably the most important um, part of our run game in terms of what needs to be different. Because... What Shanahan likes to do is Shanahan likes to pick on linebackers. So he'll get the outside run going, the outside tosses going, and then once the linebackers and everyone start to over-pursue the outside toss and the outside runs, then it opens up that cutback lane back inside. And that's where we're going to need Alex Mack to You know, not lose, not lose instantaneously. He can't be allowing an instant run shed. Kenny Clark flying up the middle when our guy's trying to make a cutback because then he's cutting right back into Kenny Clark or Kenny Clark is stuffing the run before it even gets going. So, long story short, is that Alex Mack needs to have a much better game. I will say, I think Alex Mack has been a lot better later on in this season. I think he's improved than he. I think he's improved as the season has gone uh, to the point where he's been really good in pass blocking and he's been really good in run blocking. Later on in this season, so I do think Alex Mack is a lot better, playing a lot better than he was in Week Three. But that was one thing that happened in Week Three that had me concerned, um, just because if we can't open up those cutback lanes, it's going to really limit the pat the run game. And if we have a limited run game, we got to rely on Jimmy. And we've seen what happens when we have to rely on Jimmy. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. And we want to go in there. And in that kind of weather, what better way to demoralize your rival than to run it, just run the ball down the field over and over and over again. And they got to sit there on the sidelines where it's 20 degrees, 30 degrees below freezing. So, um, yeah, Alex Mack, he is one of the key guys to watch. So in the first game, Jimmy took like three or four sacks. He had two turnovers. Uh, those are going to be something that we need to also watch. Um, again, I think our offensive line is improved compared to week three matchup. However, Jimmy taking a couple sacks, I could definitely see that happening um, especially if Alex Mack has a bad game, with them getting their uh, their edge rushing depth back. And I think the key stat with Jimmy is uh, one or less turnovers. I think we need to have 30 plus rush attempts. And the rush attempts, it could be more than that, but I think 30 is just like a minimum. Like we gotta have 30 rush attempts one or fewer Jimmy turnovers. Um, We need to stop the, I'm curious to see what D'Amico Ryans does in terms of stopping, uh, playing Green Bay Packers because Aaron Rodgers is so good. But the question is, is are you going to commit an extra man into the box And do single high coverages, like a cover one or a cover three? Or are you willing to say, hey, we think that we can stop your run game with our defensive line and our linebackers. And we're going to protect our corners from your passing game. Playing like cover two, cover four, or cover six. Which, as you know, is cover two on one side, cover four on the other. So... I am curious to see how we're going to do that. Um, I think that ideally the best thing that we can do is if we can stop, if we can stop green Bay's run game, which again, our run defense has been really good. I think that we were ranked either top two or top five in run defense, depending on what metric you look at it. Either way, we have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And if we can stop their run game and still provide a a too high safety shell, like a cover two or a cover four or a cover six, so that way we can help protect our corners and have more players in coverage, I think that's the best thing we can do as far as uh, slowing down Aaron Rodgers and getting some stops. I don't think that we're going to be able to get any Aaron Rodgers interceptions Uh, he's just been playing so well. Uh, I think, I don't remember his exact stats, but I think he had like only five interceptions on the season. So I just don't think we're going to be able to pick off Aaron Rodgers. But that doesn't mean that we can't stop some drives. And while Jimmy will throw an interception, most likely, I would would be so happy if we had zero turnovers from Jimmy. I just... I have come to accept that we're going to have one per game. That's his career average is one turnover per game. Um, but if we had zero turnovers this game, uh, we don't need to force turnovers on Green Bay as long as we only give one up or less. The big thing is just going to be stopping drives. And the way that we do that is just make things difficult on Aaron Rodgers. You know, stop the run game with your with your front your front six, your front seven, uh, play good, disciplined, tight coverage. Uh, we can't be giving up another hundred yards in pass interference calls like we did. But again, you know, one of the things that we've corrected earlier on in the year versus now, um, I think we've only had like one pass interference call in the last three games. Whereas when we played Green Bay in week one, I think we had three or four pass interferences that game. So, We've really corrected a lot of the mistakes that we were making. So again, on defense, I think the key, if we can stop them with a the defensive line and linebackers, just play good, disciplined, safe coverage. So again, a lot of cover two, a lot of cover four, cover six. Uh, that makes it more difficult to pass against. It's more difficult to pass against those coverages than like a cover three or a cover one. And... If we're able to do those coverages, stop the run, that'll be the best thing that we can do as far as slowing down this Green Bay offense. I think that the number to get to in terms of offense, I think that we're going to need to score 28 points to win this game. I don't think that we're going to be able to stop them and keep Green Bay to 14 or 17 points. Unless something incredible happens. I mean, if we just go out there and we just run through their faces all game and they can't stop us and we manage to pin our ear back ears back and get it, Aaron Rodgers with just four, which is another key in my opinion to this game, is getting pressure on Aaron Rodgers with just our front four. I do expect um a lot of like stunts and twists from the defensive line in terms of like moving guys around to set up mismatches. Um but I hope that we don't send a whole bunch of blitzes because Aaron Rodgers, when he gets blitzed, he's so good at just hitting the hitting the empty spot. Um, but yeah, point being was that I was getting at was I think that 28 points is going to be what we need to get in order to win this game. I uh, I don't know if we'll be able to win this game. Like part of me feels really confident, just in the sense of styles make matches and. Green Bay is a bottom five run defense team. We are a top five rush attack team. Um, you know, we've played them before. We play them extremely physical. I think that we're the more physical team. Uh, I think the elements benefit us in that sense. And I just think that the Niners right now have been playing with their backs against the wall for pretty much half the season. You know, I mean, when you think about it, we started the season out the first eight games. We started out three and five. We started three and five. We finished 10 and seven and we won our last game, too. So we're now 11 and seven on the season and. I know Green Bay just had a rest week. I heard that their coach took a little extra time preparing for Shanahan because he kind of assumed that the Niners were going to beat the Cowboys, which is understandable. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I really don't know how I feel. Again, part of me feels really confident because of the matchup, because of the style. Uh, this is a very similar team to the Cowboys, to the Rams. You know, Cowboys, Rams... Packers they're all kind of built the same in terms of you know good quarterbacks spread it around at least one really high-end receiver they're built to rush the passer they don't have good run defense but they have good pass defense good pass rush you know they're more built off of like high scoring air you know passing offenses and they're not really built to get into you know like fist fights. And the Niners are built like bullies. You know, they're just here to show up and they're just going to, you know, give you a swirly and, you know, just rub your face in the dirt and say, what are you going to do about it? So if the Niners play their style of football, I believe that we can go in and we can win. Um, As far as will we get that? Will we get 60 minutes of the Niners playing good football? That I don't know. And that's kind of what makes me nervous. The betting markets and the national media have all just gone full on Green Bay. I think the Green Bay right now is a six-point favorite. Maybe it's a five-point favorite, but even still. They think the Green Bay is a six-point favorite. But something tells me that the Niners are going to win it. Uh, If they don't win it, then... It'll suck, but at the same time, like this season, the fact that again, they started the season three and five and managed to turn it around, go 10 and seven, and then go on the road and win a playoff game that's kind of a success. I know that the whole idea of having Jimmy here was hey, Jimmy, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna run it, but we're gonna run back the run back, (laughs) so to speak. And we're going to go for another Super Bowl attempt with Jimmy, with a lot of the same veterans who are here on that, you know, that Super Bowl 2019 season team. And we do still have a lot of those guys who are here and they're on one-year deals. I mean, K1 Williams, he's on a one-year deal. Jaquisky Tart, he's still here. He's on a one-year deal. DJ Jones, one-year deal. Um, you know, I mean, technically Raheem Mostert, he's still on the team. Um, but you know, are, are we going to do it? I don't know. Um, this whole weekend is just going to be really good football, though. I will say I I do think that this weekend is probably my favorite weekend of football, as long as my team is playing. Uh, just because every one of these matchups looks really good. You got Tennessee versus the Bengals. Um, I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals. I just, I think the Bengals are more fun to watch. Um, but that's kind of a similar game, too, where in the sense you have like a, a very physical, discipline, like power kind of football rush offense versus like a high-flying passing offense. So what's going to win? The high-scoring passing offense or the physical, grind-it-out discipline, guys? Um, and then Kansas City versus the Bills. I mean, that's going to be just a fireworks show. That's going to be fun. I think I'll be rooting for the Bills in that one. Um, I think Josh Allen is awesome and I'm still salty about Kansas city, so I'll be rooting for the bills and then Rams and Buccaneers. I don't know. Um, I don't know who I'm going to root for in that one, but you know, it's like, I think that, I think that we could beat either one of them. Um, can we beat the Rams seven times in a row? Like, is that possible? Like that, that's the one thing that makes me nervous about the Rams is they're like these motherfuckers. <laughs> it will not happen a seventh time. Uh, so yeah, that'd be kind of funny to meet the Rams in the NFC Championship and beat them for a seventh time in a row to go to the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, that'd be epic. Um yeah, I think ideally I would love to either go against the Bills. Um You know what though? I guess any of the teams would be good in the Super Bowl. I think uh, I think the Chiefs would probably be the most difficult team to beat in the Super Bowl. Um, the Bills, I don't think they quite have their run defense if we made it that far. I think it'd be a fun game. Um, also, it'd be fun to steal another Super Bowl away from the Bills. <laughs> Same thing with the Bengals. <coughs> Oh, uh, that'd be funny. The poor Bills and the Bengals—we've just we've stolen how many Super Bowls from those two teams, and now they're competing in the AFC Division Round. How funny would that be if the Bills and the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, and then we were there and we built them again? They would just—they would hate the Niners so much. It'd be glorious. Um, so that's probably who I'll be rooting for. Um, overall, just good games. The NFC game. Um, I do think that between the Niners and the Packers, whoever wins this game, I think is going to be in the Super Bowl. Either the Niners go out there and they show themselves as, hey, we are so physical, we can beat any team, and we've showed you that over the last two months, and they just continue to dominate and impose their will all the way to the Super Bowl, Um, or... The Packers win, and they show, hey, we can beat any team, including a physical team, because we know the Packers can put up big points. Um, but again, you know, I, I like the matchup. They say styles make fights, and I think this is a matchup where we have a good opportunity to win. Um, so again, just to summarize, uh, keys to the game, rush the ball 30-plus times, uh, one or fewer Jimmy turnovers um, on defense, stopping the run with our fronts so that we don't need to go too much single high and just getting some stops on Aaron Rodgers, uh, pressuring him with four. Um, as far as the injury report, um, Nick has cleared the concussion protocol, so he should be good to go. Uh, Jimmy has his thumb injury that he's still nursing and he sprained his shoulder last game. Uh, but he's good to go. You know, he's going to tough it out because Jimmy's a tough guy. Um, Jimmy's tough as hell. It's just, it sucks that he can't put together a full 60 minutes of good football. (laughs) He's like, I'll play coach. And it's like, dude, you just throw a pick. (laughs) Um, Fred Warner is good to go. Uh, Somehow Fred Warner, what we thought was an ACL during that game, turns out he's fine. He's not even on the injury report. So Fred Warner is good to go. Uh, Ambry Thomas is questionable. He had a bone bruise in his knee from that game, but I'm assuming he'll play. And uh, Jordan Willis had an ankle sprain, and he is also questionable. Um, I got to be honest, the only person I think who probably won't play is Jordan Willis. Um, I'd be surprised if Ambry didn't start. Um, I think he's going to be good to go. And on the Packers side, uh, they do have David Bakhtiari back. They're really, really good left tackle, but he hasn't played all season. So who knows how good he's going to be. And if your first or second game back after missing the entire season is against Nick Bosa, that might be rough or maybe Bosa will just line up on the right side. Um, But yeah, point being is, uh, yeah, the Packers, Bakhtiari's questionable, but I expect him to play. Yair Alexander, he is questionable with a shoulder, but I expect him to play. Uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling is doubtful, so they might not have their number three receiver, which would mean we're going up against Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. Um, I think they still have Cobb. Um, And then after that, it's uh, the rookie Amari Rogers, I believe would be their fourth or fifth Wide receiver. So, anyways, and then uh, honestly, like as far as Devonte Adams goes, Devonte Adams, I'm sure he's going to have a good game. I think the big thing is just going to be making sure that he's the only person who has a big game. If we can stop Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon from going off, again, stopping the run game with our fronts and forcing Aaron Rodgers to pass. It's it's kind of like Cooper Cup like if if uh if DeVonte Adams has like 110 or 130 yards uh but we limit it so that nobody else has more than like 20 yards then I would say that's a success. You know, if we limit Aaron Rodgers to like only 220 or 230 yards um, you know, if, if Devonte Adams goes off, but he's the only one who gets anything going, then I think that we can manage that. The difficult thing is when Aaron Rodgers gets comfortable, he gets in the zone and he just starts slinging it around to everybody. The run game gets going. So we need to go out there, punch him in the mouth, control the clock, run it through their faces, show them, hey, you can't bully us. Remember, we're the bullies um, and we're just we're more physical than you. And if we can out-physical them, I think we can quiet the crowd and we can win this game. And uh, if we don't win the game, then I will start working on draft stuff. (laughs) So, that being said, appreciate you for listening. Like, comment, subscribe, follow me on Twitter, at BrianPNW99. Appreciate any feedback, and uh, tell your friends. Other than that, if you're at the game be as loud as possible. I don't think there's going to be very many Niners fans there. Um, all of you who are there, mad props, be loud, uh, Get please be warm. Wear like three layers of socks. I heard that the secret that the locals use is they put cardboard uh, on the ground so that that way their feet aren't directly touching the concrete or whatever. Um, but yeah, just if you're going to the game, stay warm. Please don't freeze to death and uh, have fun. And regardless of what happens, we'll be back next week, uh, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday with a recap. Hopefully it's with a win. So with all that, I'll catch you later. Go Niners.